0: What happens when a black guy, a white dude, and an Hispanic man happen to be pro wrestling marks? You get debates, roasting and fun in Jeep Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust, and it starts right now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm your host, Rocky Mr. Magic, and this is Breaking Ring Rust. And if you can hear the sounds of Returning of the Mac, yes, indeed, it is the return
1: of the Cold Heart JT. And it is good to be back in the co-host chair. Woohoo! And and, and we have got some, and we've been trying to get this put together for what, like three weeks now and just not been able to get that, but we are back in the proverbial saddle and uh, this should be, oh, please stop that. And <laughs> this is not magic mic, please stop. Yeah, We just had a little magic mat going on, so, um, but we are back in the saddle and, uh, you know, should should we address the proverbial elephant in the room? Sure. Okay. So uh, we, we obviously haven't been doing this show shown in a little while, and um, just to get out of the way, uh, you know, there's a little heat, but you know, I, and I think, and Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, Matt. I'd say we're we're less like friends and honestly, I think we're more like brothers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we really are like brothers who grew up in very different parts of the U.S. with different mothers but since we met we automatically bonded over wrestling and sci-fi and our relationship is very much like that of brothers and we're we love each other we're extremely close but god we want to kill each other sometimes <laughs> yeah
0: and the antagonist part of me you know can can bring that out of people if if you know, if people don't if you don't know um so, on the cheek side of, of the sports cheek side of me, as a Michigan Wolverine fan, I am the person who, with his mother, who's a Michigan State Spartan, went into Columbus wearing nothing but Michigan stuff and my mother wearing nothing but Michigan State stuff because we love to antagonize. So, there are times where I poke the bear on my good brother JT. So, we have a little heat, but it's gone because it's what we do. We're heels, we're a family of heels.
1: But, you know, like, But you know, can't keep that away. And so, um, uh, we're back and, uh, the family's back together, so to speak. So, can't do that. WB will hit us with copyright. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: We're better than ever. So, they'll copyright us for that one. Oh, well. So, now that the heat is gone, we're going to jump right into our King of the Ring. Prediction. So, if you haven't been following the King of Ring tournament between SmackDown Live and Raw, we had
1: and really, who has?
0: That's a telling point. Um, I had on certain matches that I wanted to see, and unfortunately, you know, I, when I looked at the King of the Ring names, determined <laughs> tournament, I said, "Wow, these are names that I, I like. I pretty much like almost everybody on this list." You, know, you had Cesaro, Samoa Joe, Ricochet, McIntyre, KO. Um, Elias, Cedric Ali, Alexander, Cedric Alexander, who I love. Zane, you know, Zane Gable, Apollo, Andrade. Elias. I think everybody but Corbin. Since I respect Miz, you know, I'm like, yeah. like, everybody but Corbin, I'm like, okay, I'm down to see this. Unfortunately, I meant people that I want to win were going to lose. Um, Cedric Alexander gained the upset over Sami Zayn. L- Surprising. L- L-
1: yeah, so the first match was Cesaro and Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe takes the win there. And I don't think that was a big surprise.
0: Not a big surprise, but I, but I would have liked to see uh, Cesaro against someone else to have him at least advance. Like, he, he doesn't get enough. He doesn't get his just due, in my opinion. but
1: No, he, he definitely doesn't. And I think WWE has uh, really missed the boat on Cesaro about five years ago. Yes. Um, because it was a real groundswell for him and, uh, I don't know whether they didn't think he had the look, um, or the it factor or whatever, but there was really a a groundswell for him. The fans were connecting to him and, uh, really with the breakup of, uh, you know, his whole, you know, patriotic group, which never made any sense since he's not American, but, um, he when that broke up, they had a real chance to make a megastar out of him and they just let that fizzle. And I, I, I honestly never got what they saw in swagger. Um, I get that he's a legit wrestler. Um, he's not an entertainer though, but he's not an entertainer. Exactly. He has no personality whatsoever. Um, um, <laughs> although we have seen since his MMA career started, he is a legit heel. Swagger. Yes, yeah. He likes
0: to antagonize people. Yeah.
1: And uh, so, again, they missed the ball, the vote with Ricochet and dropped the ball with him. Mixed my metaphors there. Um, so, yeah, they definitely, uh, but, you know, no surprise that Samoa Joe went over. And then what did surprise me was Ricochet going over uh, Drew McIntyre, except that they're to keep the face versus heel matchup. But, you know, they've been saying for years, oh, there's no faces and heels and face versus heel doesn't matter. But then they do that here. They had a, a long match. Um, but McIntyre is another guy that they're really sleeping on because, yeah. you know, you got, he, he's huge, you know, good looking, charismatic, connects with the fans. He's got the it factor, can be a face or heel. I've said it over and over again. Um, you know, he's a guy that stands out in airports. Yeah, you know, he's a guy he's, that stands he's out. Monstrous. Yeah. And he's just got that factor. You know, he comes yes. on, he comes on TV and people are like, "Who is that?"
0: Yes. You he, know, he, he and that's man's attention. a exactly. man's attention. You look at Drew McIntyre, especially with the beard. Like clean-shaven Drew McIntyre look like you know, I, I don't know. Billy Ray Cyrus. Or yeah, like I, I like I was like I look at him like, you know, a literate skinner and extra or something like that. Yeah. But, but with that beard that that glowering stare, my man, he commands your attention. And like you all of the attributes you said, he's fantastic in the ring. People connect to him. He's gotten better and better on the mic. I don't understand why he's not in the main event picture. I don't understand why he would not be farther on this. And you know I love Ricochet, but to me McIntyre should have gone over on Ricochet. It just doesn't make sense.
1: Right. Yeah, it just did not make sense. And uh you know but you know, McIntyre should have won the the money in the bank and should have had the belt by now, yes. in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So another because I could believe him beating Brock a lot more than Seth Rollins.
1: Well, I mean, if, well, if if he had won, then Brock wouldn't have gotten the belt back. That too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could yeah. have totally seen him winning that and then coming out and cashing in on Rollins and Rollins chasing him and them having a good set of matches um, and let Brock be uh, the heater that warms someone else up.
0: Right. Or finally get that, you know, Lashley-Lashley-Brock match that we still haven't seen. That, so That Lashley said was a part of his return. but you
1: know. Although their match at SummerSlam was much better than expected.
0: Yes, you know, that was a that was almost a show stealer. That was a really good match.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, the next thing we had, we had a, a, what I consider a, a, a huge upset: Cedric Alexander beating Sami Zayn. I,
0: I concur. Um, from, from what I hear, um, Heyman's a fan of Cedric Alexander, why he's been getting this there was this small push in TV time and obviously rewarding him with the win over Sami Zayn uh, is, is impressive because he came, they, they resurrected him out of nowhere. I mean, he dropped that away title. We haven't seen anything from Cedric since then.
1: Right. Yeah. And so there, the, you know, so being Sammy, who's been getting, you know, this like a uh, anti-fan heel push which is which it's funny to say anti-fan heel push which shouldn't even have to be a thing right but it is a thing in 2019 um and then uh but you know cedric gets this push and then we have um my only thing too is unless they're trying to keep the face heel dynamic going forward right um and then of course that sets up baron corbin versus the Miz and uh you know Miz is a guy who could really use a win about now Mm and they're ever planning on doing anything with him but no he does the favor for Baron Corbin uh who you know I, I don't get what they see in Baron Corbin now I get what they saw in Baron Corbin several years ago
0: right three years ago yes
1: but what they see in him now I don't get um if you look at him when he was fresh off of NXT and he had the long hair and he was the lone wolf, and that character was cool. Yes. This character is a dork.
0: This character doesn't have any identity because even when he was the, you know, constable, whatever, at least there was some identity. He's still wearing his a- Applebee's constable gear and he has no identity as what his character is now. He's just. Baron Corbin, who has go-away heat now.
1: Right. So, then we move on to the SmackDown opening round, and we saw Elias uh, screw Kevin Owens out of a win, um, which obviously, like, see KO go further, but it made sense within the storylines. Right. So that, you can forgive.
0: Because that was already existing, you know, remnants of Shane McMahon and all that.
1: Right. And then you have uh, Ali, or Mustafa Ali, or whatever they're calling him this week, Um, Muhammad Ali or, you know, Ali, Ali. Ali, you know, uh, he is going to go over uh, Buddy Murphy in the battle of two former cruiserweights. And then – and That that surprised me because
0: Buddy Murphy goes out and puts on this fantastic match, what, two weeks before with, with Roman and makes Roman look great. And he started. He everyone started to talk. Wow, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, and then you then you lose him in the first round. I,
1: I think they're just keeping the face heel dynamic.
0: I mean, it's got to be it because it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense with the fact that the guy started to traction and you just have him lose right. in the first round.
1: Uh, and then we get to what was to me the most interesting match of the whole tournament, and they didn't give it any real time, and that was totally. Chad Gable and Benjamin and Shelton Benjamin. Um, and you had you know they give McIntyre and Ricochet almost 15 minutes, um, and they give Baron Corbin and Miz 10 minutes and Kevin Owens and Elias almost 14 minutes, but this match gets less than four minutes. And you know, this is a match that I would have liked to have seen them really give some time and tell a story to, because you've got two guys who can really tell a story in the ring, especially Shelton Benjamin, who's mm-hmm. been around for a long time, um, and had you know always had you know great in-ring skills, and then you got Chad Gable, and and he's a guy I'm going to talk a lot about today because Chad Gable has been really underutilized, um, and he is he's so naturally gifted and. He is a guy that this tournament should be building. Yes. And, you know, I was watching uh, Breaking Ground on the network. And if you don't know what that is or anyone doesn't know what that is, it was a reality show they did about NXT a few years ago. And they did this um, when um, um, I just blanked name. What was what was Chad Gable's tag team? Alpha
0: Alpha American Alpha.
1: American Alpha. Yeah. So even before they had a name when him and Jason Jordan first started our team together and they were focusing on Jason Jordan a lot. And then they bring Chad Gable on. I'm watching it with my wife and she says, Why are they talking about this guy? Who's this Chad Gable kid? You know, look at him. He's he's he he he's he's really good looking. He's got all this charisma, he's got a great personality. I don't watch a show just about him, you know. I mean, and it's true. I mean, whenever he was on the screen, he completely stole it. Yes. You know, and, you know, it didn't do Jason Jordan any favors whenever they put him on screen together because. Because Gable right. drew the attention. Right. And they're trying to focus on him. And then they even say, well, they're hoping his personality rubs off on him. Well, you're, you're focusing a show on one guy and you're bringing this other guy and he's stealing the spotlight from him. Well, this is a guy, and I get Chad Gable's not big, but neither was Daniel Bryan, right? No and, and so, you—we've proven you can draw with someone who's not big. We've proven you can create something's not big, and Gable's as strong as a bull. Yes, that O'Connor roll into a German suplex that he does is insane, mm-hmm. and he's done it with some pretty big guys, very so, big guys. So let's. You know, so why not do something with him? You've got a guy who, you know, can earn the respect of guys by being a legit Olympic wrestler and by doing the powerful things he does and can get the girls with being the cute and and, and charming guy. Push this kid, he deserves it. Yeah. And you can tell a great story um, because,
0: especially since the king of the ring. Even though it's only been a few years since it's last been done, uh, the King of the Ring still has an older '80s, you know '90s feel to it. So you can hearken and tell the story as far as returning to what the King of the Ring means—truly being the king of all aspects of the ring—and you know, check and these face or heel can say, "I'm the best wrestler, wrestling you know wrestler out here, and I'm going to show that I'm the king of the ring," and you can make a legitimate argument for that and yeah. that match would have been a great way to showcase that because everyone knows Shelton's accolades you know <laughs> pre pre pre, pre pro wrestling and, and current like that that could have been a half hour match and nobody would be bored
1: yeah <clears throat> and it's uh, and Shelton's the guy they, they slept on and I, I, I was you know looking back that was a kid who's Star really seemed to be on the rise at one point in time. And then for whatever reason, it just got snuffed out and just kept going down and down and down and was never going to get, you know, you'd see him when the intercontinental title or the U S title, but then got caught in one lame gimmick after another and then just disappeared. And, uh, you know, I don't know that he ever really was going to be world champion, but he could have been a stronger intercontinental or US champion than he was, if that makes sense.
0: He's, to me, he is, him and him, Cesaro, and some other guys to me are a casualty of Vince going farther and farther away from managers. (sighs) He's a guy who needs a voice box, just like Brock has always needed. He had his mom. Yeah, well, that was terrible. Uh, he needed a voice box. He needed a a cornet or, you know, a Sonny was a great voice box. Obviously, Paul Heyman's the best in the you know in the game right now, but he's, like, pretty much the only one, you know, except for the female Valets, which really aren't doing anything. Um, you know, Vega's not doing much as far as speaking for Andrade, so
1: he, he needed a voice which box. Which they should let her do because she – should it'll let have- her do. Yes, she did it in an NXT, and it was great. She could make you hate her real quick. Yes, and Andrade.
0: If Sheldon had a voice box, I think he could have been world champion. Probably not WWE champion. They probably could have put the uh, the big gold, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship, on him. But I think he could have hit that point had he had a someone to speak for him. Because mm-hmm. in the ring, in the matches, he, the match he had with Triple H on Raw when when Triple H was champion, fantastic. You know, his matches with Jericho, his match with, with Michaels.
1: Um, yeah, the match with Michaels is still a classic.
0: Yeah, and the match that he had the night before on the pay-per-view with Jericho was, like, he went back-to-back, had two classic matches, two nights in a row. Like, he's, and even at his age, when he's 45, he yeah. can still, he can still, I, mean, I, I would love to see him and AJ right
1: now. I, I, I even liked his uh, matches with Carlito. Yeah. So, yeah. So-
0: Someone else they slept on. But then we've got Apollo Cruz and then Andrade, another, another guy who needs a voice box in Apollo Cruz.
1: Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. I and Apollo Crews, another guy that they had that seemed like had a bright future and then got to the main roster, got um, like a mini push. And then was just forgotten about, you know, cause it went from him challenging the miss for the intercontinental title. at I think SummerSlam 2016 mm-hmm. to being in handicap matches against Dolph Ziggler. Right. And it's like, okay. What do you guys really think about this guy? Like you clearly don't think much of him. I, I know he's short, but he's built. He's, extremely athletically gifted yes. Yes. and he's and he can tell a story he's got experience he, he can he can work in the ring mm-hmm. he's not just someone who's athletically gifted but can't put it together Right, he's he's not just a spot gifted, guy. yeah and he can put things together um but it seems like they just want him to go out and put on a big smile mm-hmm. and slap hands and then yeah You know, I think there's a lot more that can be done with him, and I know Triple H saw a lot in him, but...
0: But, you know, again, again, the big problem with coming up to the main roster. I I look at Apollo, and I think uh, my assumption is Vince looked at him and saw a combination. He saw a smaller Ezekiel Jackson with Shelton Benjamin agility and didn't know what to do with it. You know and, and, he, and he has also got a guy who's who's very smiley and you know when's the last time they had a a, a black star that was really smiley that they did something with that vince was able to do something with because you can't come to new day because they pretty much did it all on their own right. You know, jyd is the last smiley you know black guy that really really got over
1: yeah, yeah. um and, and and by the way, I'm going to be burning your house down later for bringing up Ezekiel Jackson. I'd completely blocked him from my mind.
0: Hey, I, I'm 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 friends with with Big Rick. I like he's a good dude. You know, his 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 WWE run wasn't the greatest, but he know.
1: he may be a good dude, but but he's horrible in the ring.
0: <laughs> well, I'll let you tell him that because that's a big man. <laughs> <laughs> So Andrade clearly goes over over our friend Apollo Cruz and I'm I'm totally cool with that cuz he is a rising star.
1: Um, oh yeah, I think and Andrade's great and they that was proof you can resurrect someone in their career because he was certainly uh needed his career certainly needed some resurrecting after uh, where it was in NXT and he went from being the guy you knew was going to lose every week to be an NXT champion, right? so Resurrection
0: roster. yeah, you start to flounder we, a little bit on the main roster, but they need to focus on his storyline I think they're starting to do so All right. Well, so,
1: go ahead so let's continue on with smackdown because i want to rant on the raw later uh, okay and semifinals later so on the smackdown side um elias goes over Ali, and that's not really a surprise to me no um because you know obviously elias is shane's boy um and you know so he's gonna be going ahead and then we had uh, Gable going over Andrade, which was a happy surprise for me because, as I've said, Gable's the guy you need to push, and that sets up the SmackDown final of being Elias versus Gable, which we'll get uh, this week.
0: Yeah, I was kind of surprised um, by that, too.
1: And And so then it comes to the question of, are we going to get them continuing to build to – the building the star in Chad gable or
0: that is a good question i'm hoping that it's going to be to bill gable because and that's because of what's going on on the raw side i think you i think the face comes out of the smackdown side being gable and the heel will come out of the raw side
1: that's just my that's
0: my guess based on where the bracket currently lies as far as the finals go. I
1: I, I hope so too. Then we go to the Raw side and we look at the Raw side and Baron Corbin beat Cedric Alexander, which is not a surprise. They gave these guys a lot of time, and it's probably more time than Baron Corbin needs to be in the ring.
0: But, but it is they did have a good match. You know, Cedric got a good match out of them. The fans were responding. Um, he and He made the he he helps make the end of days look really good,
1: right? But and and that does help. But uh, you know, anytime Baron Corbin's in the ring more than ten minutes, that's too long for me. Baron's a guy that just needs to be in there, huh?
0: I agree. He he should not be. He he should not have anything longer than ten minute match.
1: Yeah. Um. And then here's where we get to the really convoluted part. So Samoa Joe and Ricochet. Have a draw, no contest, whatever you want to call it. And then instead of eliminating both guys from the tournament, which has always been the format. Right. If there's not a winner, you're both eliminated. They both advance. And now Baron Corbin faces them in a triple threat.
0: Which is just stupid to me. Um,
1: yeah, it's extremely stupid. And, and it, I, I mean... You, you <laughs> have,
0: all, you had to, all you had to do is restart the match on RAW. like that's not hard
1: I mean here's saying thing in King of the Ring it's always been you, you normally would have someone get a bye because of a draw or something like that where you'd say okay there's been a draw this heel is advancing and it gives Baron Corbin and oh I didn't have to wrestle this extra match right and then it sets up Corbin and Gable in the finals and well, Corner, hey, I got to relax this week and you had to go through this, you know, battle with Elias and, you know, and if Gable beats him then he's overcome, but if he loses well he still has an out because he didn't have this extra match and, you know, he's maybe coming in with some injuries or something like that. Right. Um, but now instead you've got a three-way which just doesn't make any sense. I mean, going, okay, you guys didn't win. Okay, nobody won the match. Okay, well, you both get to advance then.
0: Yeah, it was...
1: And your opponent who actually won instead, of, now he has to face two people.
0: Yeah, and two heels versus one face. It's like, what what's going on here? I, it just... Not, like you said, it doesn't make any sense. The, the, the traditional format totally tossed aside. And, like... <laughs> I've had enough of Samoan Joe and Ricochet. Like, mm-hmm. they, they stopped that feud right after after Ricochet won the U.S. title from him. And they immediately threw him with AJ. And now they think they can just pick up right where they left off by giving us yet another Samoan Joe and Ricochet match. And mm-hmm. then to repeat with yet another Samoan Joe and Ricochet match. Like, it, it, not, no one's asking for this again. Mm-hmm. And then you throw Corbett in the mix who nobody's asking for. And it's like, why? I, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. If you were going to do that type of finish with the uh, somehow making this a three-way, it would make more sense to have, at least in the story-wise, you know, have at least maybe two faces being it, and one of them trying to do the honorable thing by bowing out or something like that, but they're pushed to stay in it because management says so. Something else that's, that, that makes the story move a little bit more than, hey, uh, now we just got these guys in this match again and we're gonna throw Baron Corbin in. And who knows, they'll probably put Corbin over.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if Baron Corbin ends up going over anyway, then it's gonna be dumber that after this double pin, instead of eliminating the guys, they went, ahead, they, they went ahead and did this triple threat.
0: Yeah, but unfortunately, my thought is it's going to be Corbin and Gable um, that go on to the final, and they'll probably put it on. They'll probably have Corbin do it. They'll probably have Corbin go over, which is not going to – I mean, it'll get a reaction, but it's not going to be a good reaction it's not going to be – it's going to get ugly. Yeah. yeah. Like, if Samoa, cause if Samoa Joe goes over and he wins the King of the Ring, people will be happy with that. If Gable wins, mm-hmm. people will be happy with that. If Ricochet wins at all, people will be okay with it. They'll probably say it's a little rushed, kind of like that U.S. title reign was a little rushed but they'll be but they'll be okay. And Elias could go over uh continuing his run as Shane's boy and it'll be alright. Any anybody but Corbin and the fans will will be okay with the story. But there's just there's no purpose to have the triple threat and then no one wants to see Corbin win. It's just it's what it is.
1: Yeah. Um did you do
0: you foresee the same thing
1: i i, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if corbin ended up going over but if in the but i i don't think it'll it would be wise nor and i don't think it would sit well with the fans and i don't think that it does and i don't think he needs it
0: you he know need it. no, he no need i it. mean
1: the two people who could possibly quote-unquote need it are are the two guys on the SmackDown side, right? Um, Chad Gable and Elias, because Elias is someone they've kind of dropped the ball with, and I think um, he's he's gotten over with the fans and he's shown that he can do some pretty good stuff in the ring, mm-hmm. but they just never give him a win. And so if he were to get this and they got behind him, then that could do a lot for him. Gable is someone that, since they brought up the main roster. They've pushed his partner. They've put him in makeshift teams. They've given him the tag titles with Rude, and then dropped that. They've just uh, tossed him around. Yeah, and they and they haven't any. So he more than anyone else can use it.
0: Most definitely, because to me, like as much as I love, I love Joe, and I want Joe to be successful. To me, uh Joe should be, you know, he should be the world title picture. Like he shouldn't even be bothering with the king of the ring, unless the king's of the rings getting a guaranteed title shot which i think, I think, that's, I think that's a stipulation um but like he should be getting he should be the world top picture uh, i yeah i completely agree with you baron corbin winning will draw a ridiculous amount of heat and elias and gable need it the most gable obviously needs it more a bit more than elias in my opinion um, especially like you said the whole makeshift teams and just toss them everywhere and He's was rude. Now he's not with rude, and he was on Raw. Now he's on SmackDown. We don't we don't know where Chad's gonna end up. We I think he was on two hundred five three weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. you don't know where they're gonna where they're trying to do with this guy. So the fact that he's even in the quarterfinal here, semifinals is 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 great. And I'm really hoping they decide to put him in the final, let him really showcase what he can do on. A grand stage Because Hasn't even had Anything close to You know That level of a Pay-per-view match I can't remember Him being showcased At all Even with American Alpha I can't even remember Them having a uh, You know A high on the card Match ever before I think that would be Great for his exposure In his career
1: Yeah Uh, It's It's gonna be interesting To see what they do Because Let's face it, what they usually end up doing is usually not what's best for business.
0: Yeah, sadly I mean,
1: true. When we talked about you know, I remember us talking money in the bank and you know, who do we get winning money in the bank but Brock Lesnar?
0: Right. When we all were saying, Oh, it should be McIntyre and yeah. we got we got Brock. Who wasn't even in the match. He just, you know, right. walked out, you know. Climbed the climbed the ladder and took the thing, but
1: and I just, and we, but I, and I, we I, got I, Bailey winning the women's match, which I'm still not convinced was a, a good decision.
0: Well, well, speaking of Bailey, okay. So, if you if anyone listening missed Raw, or in the past couple of Raws, the return of Mercedes, uh, aka Sasha Banks, took place. She decided to shed her purple wig and, for rocking blue. And she decided to insert herself in a women's tag team match between the tag team champions, JT's beloved Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Raw women's champion Becky Lynch and the SmackDown women's champion, Bayley. After Sasha decided to hit the backstabber on Becky Lynch, She grabbed a chair, started to beat her with it, and it was taken away by Bailey, who looked at her best friend, looked back, teased a bit, and then proceeded to start to beat Becky Lynch, turning heel for the first time in her career. The crowd popped, the crowd started chanting, doing the yes chant as Bailey beat Becky gets the chair and they go off air. I never thought they'd do it. Your girl's a Bailey
1: fan. Mm -hmm. How does she feel? She hasn't seen this yet. Um, Oh. So um, I'm not sure how she'll feel about that. Um, So I haven't shown it to her yet. Um, I'm not sure how she'll feel about it um but yeah my little girl's a huge bailey fan so i'm not sure she, how she'll feel about bailey being a bad guy um but that'll be interesting um i mean i think they need to do something to freshen bailey up um i think it's kind of dumb they're putting her back with sasha um i think it's dumb they brought sasha back at all uh to be quite honest after everything that she did and her temper tantrums and, you know, her little hissy fits on social media and stuff over the past few months, um, you know, uh, franchise and I were talking about this and said, look, I'd have just brought her out on TV and no fanfare, no big, Oh, Hey, look who's back. You know, just. But Michael Cole
0: would be able to say it's boss time. (laughs) Then he loves saying that
1: too bad. I didn't just, I have just trotted her out on main event and had her doing jobs and, you know, just not acting like it was no big deal that she was there, you know, for the rest of her contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they're, they're true choosing to reward bad behavior. And uh, I know they're worried about AEW scooping up their talent, but I don't think she's a needle mover. You know, I mean, they're, it, it's not like she's, doing all that much for, you know, the, the, WWE is, is in this weird panic mode where they're signing everyone that, that so no one else can get their hands on them. But I'm sorry, do you, you know, do you really need to sign Mike Bennett for, you know, two quarters of a million dollars for five years no. or, or, sorry, two and a half million dollars for five years?
0: No, because you know no one cares about mike that's why he has his wife's last name right because um, she's more over than she than he is
1: right so like come on you know I, and you and, know and I,
0: if they were in and if they were in the EW, let's not act like they would be at the top of the card
1: right you and know? you know and i and i honestly don't even think if sasha was in AEW that she would be necessarily their women's champion i think they would probably use her to make their, their women's champion
0: probably uh it would she would definitely be in the scene
1: she would um, be in the scene but i think i think they would use her to to, to make another else. woman yeah because otherwise they're just saying oh this person from wwe is better than all of our other women and they've already done that with jericho so
0: yeah and they, well kind of like jericho's been around he's done so much outside of wwe that it doesn't have that feeling of okay we're putting the belt on the wwe guy because he's a wwe guy but sasha went over they put the title on her it would be what cody said he's not going to do and just bring in wwe guys put titles on
1: them right Uh, and so that that they've got a, you know, so I think, you know, uh, you know, obviously I'm on social media, I read a lot of comments, I read what people are saying, and, you know, the majority of people, you know, I'm talking maybe 90% of what I read when Sasha was gone was that people didn't care to have her back. Either they really didn't like her or they just were apathetic towards her so you know it, it, you know you had a few people you know mike matthews i'm looking at you that actually uh were very adamant that they wanted sasha back um and they wanted her to uh to you know be back on their screens and they love sasha but You know, there was quite a few people, you know, the majority of people were saying, we don't care if she comes back or, hey, really don't want her back. So, um, I mean, and you can say the online fans are maybe a small niche group, but I think most people are online these days. Uh,
0: From from what I've seen, people weren't talking about her much just because she wasn't, you know, top of mind um there were this, there are the fans that i've seen that said hey you know every woman crush wednesday hey my girl sasha i missed or whatever and there were people like oh she's you know she's what you know she's the best she said she's that um
1: no i saw a lot of people posting that that's because there'd be reports you know uh on the news sites and on the different things that i follow and and repost from and things like that that would say oh here's this report about you know, uh, Sasha talked to somebody or Sasha said this or Sasha said that or Sasha mm-hmm. tweeted this or Sasha Instagram that, you know, and um you know, in the comments would always be like, you know, gosh, I'm just so tired of her. You know, can't she just disappear or you know well, her her fan base is she's got
0: a loyal fan base, like she's got a fan base that's not gonna turn on her no matter what.
1: Well, X Pac had a loyal fan base too. Yeah i mean the thing is what, what I'm saying is uh, uh, on the internet wrestling community, you know the majority of what I saw was very anti sasha yeah and 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 so and, and you know obviously statistically, I post more than anyone else in jig nation, so I'm looking at this stuff quite a bit, and the majority of what I did see was not favorable towards her return.
0: Yeah, most of us, at least in, in the G-Nation Committee, were pretty apathetic, you know, one way or the other. If she's used well, she does well, whatever, you know. It, she's never been a needle mover for me, personally. Yeah, I've always had her in the middle of the road. I think she's a good I think she's a, a good heel. I think she's entertaining when she um, is focused. But I, I just I'd rather see her when I watch her, it's more about her getting the reactions honestly than than her than her work. Um and she and she she does she does get a reaction. I mean, she came back, they popped, um, she comes out, there's a reaction. And I see and you mentioned as far as, you know, her being back with Bailey. I think they see them just as a package, like Bailey is Bailey doesn't have the charisma. She doesn't have the personality that Sasha does and that they I think they feel they need those two together.
1: See, I I disagree. I think Bailey does have charisma. I think she does have personality. I just think it hasn't been accessed since she's been on the main roster. Um, I mean, look at Bailey in NXT. Bailey was extremely uh, charming and extremely charismatic and extremely fun when she was in nxt and that was what fans wanted well and and it's just not been accessed i mean if you go back and watch old nxt stuff go back and watch breaking ground because they do a lot of stuff with bailey and she had that then it's like when they got her to the main roster they tried Right, and it was, and it's like, since they've done so much to her, it's like she doesn't know how to access that part of her personality, but, you know, Pamela Martinez, the person behind Bailey, really does have that. Right. You know.
0: No, I, I agree. I think they've they've pushed her so much into this character that it's really hard for her to dig herself out of it.
1: Right, and I heard someone say, and I don't remember who it was, but I heard somebody say on the line, with Bailey they're always telling you how much fun she's having and how much fun this is I should be able to see it right you shouldn't have to tell me exactly and Bailey in NXT you didn't have to tell me you felt it she 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 carried herself in a certain way yes there is kind of an awkwardness to Bailey and almost a shyness but but that Bailey and she had that in NXT, but it was still part of her charm and it was still mm-hmm. part of her charisma. The main roster has been like, I don't know. I mean, it's weird when you look at Bailey's career because she was the NXT women's champion for a long time. Yeah. And then, and everybody had heights were, and then all these girls who were really below her in the pegging or got called up before she did. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Carmella, Alexa, all these, you know, all these girls got called up before she did, and she's just like, you know, and then when they finally brought her up, it wasn't the same, and you know, they did give her a push for a while, and she's the first person to beat Charlotte at a pay-per-view, right. she wins at Wrestlemania, and then um, she dropped the belt to Alexa, which I obviously had no problem with, but they just lost direction with her afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, even losing to Alexa, that fit her character because she was the nice girl and she got, she got a mean girl. Right. She, and it, but it was just like, they didn't know what to do with her afterwards. They didn't know how to, you you can't write for some people. You just have to let them be them. Right. And, you know, here's the thing. And I'll, I'll, I'll use this analogy. Sometimes you just can't have a bunch of guys sitting in a room writing for women and, and how to have this. And, I agree. Well, and anyone who knows me knows one of my favorite TV shows is a show called How I Met Your Mother. And I've always drawn the uh, said that as much as I like the actor, Hanning Hannigan, her character, Lily, is the worst character on the show and the most annoying. But the reason I think that is because the show was written by two men. Mm -hmm. and there's five characters on the show that are primary that that are primary characters. And the reason I think hers is worse is because there's two main female characters, but one character Robin who's played by Kobe Smothers, who's uh, of course famous to Marvel fans. Um,
0: If you don't know.
1: Right. And so she, uh, her character is basically a a guy. She, she's a female guy. She, she drinks scotch and smokes cigars and um, you know, is, is basically a guy. So they knew how to write her, but they didn't know how to write for a woman. Mm. And so Lily comes off as like what a guy perceives a woman to be, and her character comes off bad. And I think sometimes when female characters come off bad on TV, because you got a bunch of guys in a writing room who don't know how to write for women.
0: That that's a that's a great point. Um, so I don't know how much input Stephanie has on the. Writing process nowadays,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: but she's—I I
1: think she's she's a, just a brand um, branding person. Okay, yeah.
0: So that would be probably low. So, how many women, or if any, are in that writing room? That's a great question. Yeah, you know, but is there?
1: Can, can we just take note of how much on video I look like Dana White?
0: I wouldn't admit that if I were you. I mean, if if you can get away as a Dana Way impersonator and get some money off of that,
1: Khabib looked really dominant tonight. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he just, man, he he just dominated Dustin. Yeah.
0: How how are you at uh, keeping people apart during weigh-ins mm-hmm. and and, and outs You know.
1: That I'll let uh, Dana have. All in my have you ever seen the classic video where uh, I think it's Tito and Ken and. Ken gets mad and kicks and like kicks and the stool flies up and Dana catches it. Yeah. So hey, Dana's
0: good for something. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Khabib dominating Mr. Poirier. We think Mr. Poirier may be considering retiring, which he probably should.
1: No, nah, I think Dustin's still got something left in the tank. He's still one of the best out there at light heavyweight. I mean, he got beat by the best. There's no shame in getting beat by the best.
0: There is, there's no shame in that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I although I just want somebody to beat Khabib, so maybe he'll stop wearing that hat.
0: <laughs> so, last our our last topic is another female. Speaking of, can they write for females? Uh, because it's a fair question. And former Impact star Scarlett Bordeaux was seen at the Performance Center having a private WWE tryout.
1: I love Scarlett.
0: Should she get signed by the WWE? Do you really think she could get over? Because how she got over in TNA clearly is not going to fly.
1: How she got over in TNA was with TNA.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Or I should say an impact. Her impact was through TNA. So that obviously is not going to fly in the WWE land do you think she has the requisite skill set to get over without using her uh her physical assets
1: well here's the thing one scarlet can actually work which a lot of people don't realize Um,
0: you don't get to see it much
1: right but if you've seen scarlet work she can actually work but um And Scarlett is a, if you've ever given her a follow on social media, is a very uh, opinionated, empowered woman. Um, And so I'll respect her for that. Uh, WWE looks to be going a little bit more back towards attitude, though. So if they are, then yes, especially If she were under the tutelage of one Mr. Paul Heyman, sir, Mr. Heyman could definitely get over the smoke show, sir. That's true. Yes. Um, now, that I could definitely see. Now, how far are they are going? Because they, they've definitely done some things where they're saying we're going more towards attitude. We've seen some male and female violence, a little bit more right. uh, language and things like that. And if we're going more backwards attitude, then Scarlett would definitely fit in. Because uh, there's certainly no denying that she is a beautiful woman. I mean, if yes. you're going to do- draw the um, like classic Hollywood bombshell up on paper, it would look like Scarlett Bordeaux. Um, there's just no denying that. Um, but uh,
0: and Vince loves his blondes,
1: right? Uh, and you know, if you know, but if they want to tame her down, you know, I don't know because a lot of what she's gotten over for is that. Can yeah. she get over as just a worker? I don't know because then it's getting over as a worker against everyone else who's just a worker. Yeah. And, and that we haven't really, in all fairness, and I'm not bullying her at all because I, I, I love Scarlett Bordeaux. I, I follow her on all her social media accounts. I've seen playing her matches and stuff, but there's a lot of great female workers out there.
0: Yes. This, this, isn't, this isn't the early 2000s where no. these, and the pickings are slim.
1: Right. And, and, and Matt, you know me, I'm, I'm probably the biggest follower and supporter of women's wrestling that you know. Indeed. And, and so, uh, you know, I can rattle off names that people never heard never of. Heard of, Yeah. Exactly. And so, uh, but yeah, she, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just going to depend on how they want to use her. You know, at the same time, I don't want to go back to the attitude era of women's wrestling. I don't want that back.
0: I don't. I'm not. I'm not I am i do not want to see Braun Pace matches or no. You know, mud wrestling, whatever. Like, I, yeah. yes, I'm,
1: I'm. I I've always wanted to see competitive matches where women can wrestle like men, and that's what we have now. Um, we got to that in the early two thousands where we started seeing that more and more. Mm-hmm. and then we got away from that when someone got in charge and started hiring lingerie models.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then we got to the, the the revolution, and we got to, you know, uh, seeing some really good matches, and, and that's really, and I've said before, what got me back into wrestling, because I got to a point where I was just like, I don't care. I was keeping up with it kind of, Sporadically and not really hooked, but when I got in and it was, you know, Charlotte and Bailey and Alexa and all that, that was what brought me back. Right. Because it was like, wow, you finally have women who can go in and wrestle, and it wasn't the old moolah style of wrestling. And and people who've seen that know what I'm talking about. The moolah style. It wasn't the the TNA Bella's wrestling. And no, I don't respect Bella's wrestling ability whatsoever no we do not um we are
0: anti trash elves here
1: right and uh you know and then also i don't um you know and yeah there's you know it wasn't just going and oh they're pretty we're, we're putting them out there and 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 they're ripping each other's clothes off and doing stuff like that. It was actually uh, an actual story and an actual match and, and, and women Mm -hmm. telling a a, a compelling story within a match Mm -hmm. and, and making it look good and sometimes being better than the men. And, and that was certainly that. And, you know, and it's been great to see. And so I really like that. I mean, you have, in my opinion, in, in WWE, the, the two best overall right now are Charlotte and Alexa um, for different reasons. Um, I think Charlotte's best technically. I think overall it's Alexa um, just because uh, – and, and the reason I say is because Charlotte's still not a great promo. Um,
0: because she ruins everyone when she tries to woo. It's like stop
1: trying to th- There's some things she does where it's just – Oh my gosh! Like it's nails on chalkboard when she's talking, uh, and and she'll I cut
0: a great promo, and then you can tell when she doesn't believe in it because she'll start to to almost shatter her paws,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like okay, you're forcing this one out because you don't believe in it,
1: and, and and that's the difference between her and and Lexi Kaufman is Lexi Kaufman when she turns into Alexa Bliss, she she believes in Alexa Bliss. Mm -hmm. And she's a hundred percent Alexa bliss when she's Alexa bliss. Um, you know, and, and since last time we recorded, I've gotten to meet Lexi Kaufman and she's a very sweet, amazing individual. But when she's Alexa bliss, she's a hundred percent, that character, she believes what she's doing and what she says, and she's invested in that. And it comes off as genuine when she's doing it. Um, but you know, there were, you know, there over the summer. Gosh, Charlotte's had some promos that were just, oh my gosh, just yeah, they were bad. Yeah, and you know, uh and then that match she had with Lacey that was just one of the worst. That
0: Lacey needs Lacey needs
1: more work. Well, it wasn't just Lacey. There was a couple spots that Charlotte struggled oh, Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it, it it wasn't Lacey and and uh and Bailey and Bailey having to scream arm drag yeah. across the ring. I
1: mean. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it's just, uh, you know. But there's a lot of really. Women, I I can't wait for them to let uh Zelina Vega do some more stuff because anyone who's seen her work knows how incredibly talented she is. Um, you know, I mean her. Uh, I
0: think they're man, scared because fast. of how
1: petite she is, though. So. But she's solid, though. Yeah, I,
0: no argument here. I think I just think they're scared because they don't know what to do with her. Um, I well, they're letting
1: her head Scissor men and spike them into the mat. I mean, why not let her go out and work against?
0: I agree. You know, well, just to, to to rewind back on topic, I. I'm also a fan of Bordeaux's um, but my, my biggest concern is are two things will they actually can, can she develop a character enough outside of her physical attributes to, to get over because she would have to and the number two thing is she and Killer Cross are a package deal so wherever she goes Killer Cross is coming to and I don't know where he would fit in the law and in, in the scope of things. Um, I, he doesn't seem to be a WWE fit in my opinion.
1: I don't know. I think when it comes to careers and money, that you might see a parting of the ways there because there've been plenty of people that are going to go, well, you know, here's your shot at the big time and you know, I don't see WWE going, yeah, we'll hire this person for you.
0: Well, and they did it with the the bennets
1: I mean, but they were they were i mean the thing was at the time M- mike bennett was actually getting a lot of press too
0: yes he mike was making noise and he was
1: longer, l- yes. he was he was really big in ring of honor and i and i think and in uh, impact and they were there was a lot of things that he was actually really big at the time and then they got him in there like boom, boom,
0: boom,
1: right so
0: like, oh yeah, that guy, you're that guy we had before. Yeah. We don't know what to do with you.
1: So they, that was their bad. I mean, it, it wasn't, they weren't going Oh, we want to get Maria and you're kind of like, yeah, we'll take you along. I mean, it was, I mean, Mike Bennett had a bigger name than killer Cross did. it does. So I, I, I think that's a little bit different, you know, it's, you know, it, that's just, I, I mean, it, it, I think if, if I think if she put it to him, hey, can you, you know, if I'm coming in, you need to bring him along, and they're just gonna be like, all right, well, it was nice talking to you. So yeah, but I,
0: I've never met anybody that said they were a Killer Cross fan. Yeah, I've met Mike Bennett fans. I've never met a Killer Cross fan.
1: And I mean, I, you know, I, I it, it, exactly. I, I, I like Mike Bennett. I think he's very underrated in the ring. Oh, yeah. um, and he's some, made some great personal strides in his life recently, mm-hmm. and I think uh, he could definitely be better utilized by WWE as could a lot of people. We could we could do a whole show about here. This guy, what they got? We could, actually, we could do people. an entire series on people that could be better utilized by WWE.
0: Yes, because they got seventy something people on the roster, mm-hmm. and actually, probably now more than them, more than that now. Yeah, you know, between UK NXT. I think it's the UK and the two main shows in 205. Yeah, they've, they've got insane amount of people that they have.
1: And then you've got hey, there's people they're overutilizing like Baron Corbin,
0: mm-hmm. Roman Reigns,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, Seth Rollins. Yeah, we can go
1: on. No, I, I think Seth's fine. I mean, Seth Seth's one of the best in the world, and he's their champ, and he should be. You know, I mean. You know, it it, it for for old time Ring of Honor fans to see Tyler Black as the best in the business, it's a you know. I mean, the only the only issue I have with Seth is them pushing the whole Seth and Becky thing down our throats. I, but I have no issue with Seth being the top guy.
0: And uh, that's they just have no chemistry. But hey, they're engaged, happy for them, Just you know, they have no on-screen chemistry whatsoever. Mm. But I'm okay with that because I don't need to see. I don't need to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to see that. Okay, well, we, we both have some mutual hope there, if that ever if that goes through. I'm I'm definitely okay with the smoke show coming. to. Uh, yeah, and,
1: and here's thing. I just want to touch back on something you said. You said, you know, creating a, a, a persona not based off her looks. I don't think she has to. I mean, look at Mandy Rose. Can you, can you really call that a persona? Because she's yeah. boring. Mandy's boring she she mandy grabs attention every time she comes on screen uh my wife's like oh that it's mandy rose like she's like that's her she's
0: see I, I, honestly at first she i did, mean
1: i I'm, I'm a bigger sonia Deville fan than she me mandy too like rose, I
0: pay but, more attention to Sonia than I do mandy
1: but mandy is i mean mandy's one of those people that to the casual fan is gonna grab their attention because she's that bombshell
0: she's a blonde bombshell
1: and she's going to grab your attention she looks like she should be somebody i
0: look you know. at somebody feel it, i look like i say that chick is somebody
1: yeah but you know it, it you know and and give mandy credit her in-ring skills have improved by They've leaps improved. and bounds um and she's she's definitely much much better than she was a year ago yeah and so she's definitely the you know you know I she's that not the best worker they have but she's far from being the worst worker they have now. Right. You know. I mean they still have Naomi.
0: I I would I would like to see something someone else though like you know I, I don't know what they're doing with Sarah Logan but you know having her languish on main event just you know, doesn't make sense.
1: Well, last I had heard, and I haven't heard anything new, was that they were going to put her with the Vikings, whatever they're called this week. The
0: Viking, yeah, the the Viking War Raider Experience ride, yeah. Well, so, I mean that makes sense because she's always worn that gear even in the Riot Squad, but
1: yeah, and she's married to one of them, so
0: yeah, it's like she's married to one of them, so that.
1: I mean, yes, I, it's... I, you know, I mean, it, but uh, who, who knows what they'll do? But I mean, there's
0: unless they're waiting for Ruby to come back and they're just going to put the squad back together.
1: Well, they're not doing really anything with her. They're, they 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 made a big deal out of moving Liv Morgan over to SmackDown and breaking up the Riot Squad, and Doesn't they haven't done anything listen. with her since. So
0: yeah, yeah, she's more active on Instagram than than within the company.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so please.
0: but you know, I, I think uh I think it's the biggest telling point is what you said about the writers like who's writing for these women and partially maybe why some of these women are just sitting there waiting for something because they don't have anybody trying to tell a female centered story from a female perspective.
1: Well I mean it, it it's been a long running problem. Look at look at a couple of years ago at Emma when they wanted to repackage her as like this bombshell and they wanted her to be the new sable. Right. And she was like, that's, that's not her. That's not me. I'm not comfortable with this. And they're like, no, no, you have to be this. And it, and, and to me, it really comes across as a bunch of horny guys saying, Ooh, this is how we want to see her. Mm-hmm. She, she's a pretty woman. We want to see her in, in sexy clothes and bikinis and, and, and acting sexual. And this is what we want to see. And her going, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really want to do that. And then they going, okay, well, if you don't want to do that, we don't have anything for you. Because literally like right after that, she does a couple matches and then goes away. Right. You know, and you know, she had, if you look at the work she did around that time, she was having some of the best matches of her life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it was just ridiculous because she comes out, she has some good matches and then there's like, "Yeah, we don't have anything for you." You know, I mean, the, right. it, it, it's it really it is 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 like a, a corporate sexual harassment type thing. Hey, you don't want to dress in these sexy clothes and act sexual, then we can't.
0: We can't. We can't do yeah. anything with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame because she's not doing that now because it's not who she is. She does doesn't fit right. her.
1: Well, she's still working indies and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, and I won't be surprised if she ends up in AEW. I
0: wouldn't be surprised either. They could use yeah. someone like her. Yeah. On their on the roster, they they need.
1: As long as they don't give her the bubbles back.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I don't think I know they like the Japanese contingent they have, but I've watched their pay per views and. I'm not seeing fans react to Riho the way they are backstage. Like, I know they like her. Mm-hmm. Like, just, the fans are not responding to those it's the quietest matches. Every time they have a show is, is when they have the Japanese women on there because the fans are just not connecting to them as much.
1: I think, you know, they've got some... uh great women work in their shows um they've got Eve Elise they've got uh you Dr. know Britt baker. baker yeah i mean uh those are two women that if i had a promotion not in WWE that i would be making stars out of
0: yeah to me doctor baker should be facing Mila Rose on mm-hmm. tv for the title not not rio yeah. and nothing against rio but just the fans are connecting with her
1: yeah i i think uh you know yeah Brit Baker definitely, uh, should definitely be a star. Um, I've always been a big evil East fan. So, uh, and now they
0: have Mercedes.
1: So yeah, her as well. Yeah. So those are all, um, you know, uh, start, you know, people that they could be creating a big, uh, roster out of, but yeah, the, the, the Japanese women in matches and, and I saw, Some of those as well and the fans just not
0: They're not connecting to them. Yeah It's yeah Well that will conclude This episode of Breaking Ring Rust We hope you enjoyed it I want to thank my man The cold heart JT As he sips His Dunkin Donuts get another energy Mm -hmm. shot There Mm -hmm. But you can listen to Breaking Ring Rust on all your podcast channels, Spotify's, the iTunes, the Stitchers, and all that. If we're not on there, let us know and I will endeavor to get us on there. You can follow us on the social media at JigNation Nation on Facebook and on Twitter. And if you follow us and want to get in on our conversations, we do have a Facebook community called Jig Nation Community. Just click on the groups on the Jig Nation Facebook page. Just say yes that you agree to our terms which is pretty much be nice, don't be a jerk and don't say anything you know disrespectful, racial sexual in nature and you are good to come in and join the conversation and things that we chat about on the daily. So for your host, Rocky Mr. Magic the cold heart JT this has been Breaking Wing Rust until next time get yourself over marks oh, no!